hey, it's the part we were talking about. The part where you have to present the prize of the competition, which is a Turbo Man doll, to a kid of your choice. <laughs> Thanks for the exposition, Booster. I thought, I thought he would like consider it for ages. Okay, what child is most deserving? <laughs> this yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> My son wanted one of these. <laughs> Every holiday season, there's one toy everyone has to have. I want the Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs that move, and the Rocket Roar jetpack, and the Boomerang shooter. Getting it is every child's dream. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. Finding it. You got the doll, right? Is this father's nightmare. I'll get that toy. I promise. Whoa! Nothing like waiting till the last minute, Howard, sir. Especially on Christmas Eve. Ho, 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 and Merry Christmas, everyone, for a very festive edition of Reviews from the Closet. I'm Rudy, one of the one of the regulars, and joined with me, as always, is Mr. Jeffrey Kitt. Another regular right here. Hello, hello, hello. And Ms. Rasheen Mulligan, have I got that correct? I find that offensive. Miss. I find that offensive. Misses. <laughs> I find that offensive. Just Roisin. Roisin. It's fine. What Roisin. is the difference between Ms and Miss? Mm. Uh, Ms is, if you, it's, it's ambiguous, uh, your marital status. Oh. So it's the equivalent of Mr. Um, whereas Miss is, you're unmarried and Mrs. is, you're married. So you must prefer Ms then. I um, prefer to go by Esquire. Mm. Oh, okay. Yes. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> There's always a third. I mean, at the risk of insulting some of our fans, I always think Ms. is a little bit spinstery, <laughs> isn't it? And what's wrong with being a spinster? Well, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you dug yourself into a hole. Um, can I just say, Rudy, that introduction gave me tingles. Well, thank you very much. Tis um, the season. Um, how you doing, guys? What have you been up to? Oh, well, I've, I've been great. I've been missing you both. We've yeah. actually been on a bit of a podcast We've been on a hiatus. hiatus. A lot's been happening. Um, for myself, I went to a tropical island and I went for a bloody cross-country motor trip with yours truly, Rudy Davis. You look very brown. And, might I add, height with you, Roisin Mulligan. So we had a good time, didn't we? Well, yes. We had a time. <laughs> it um, was a time. <laughs> but now we're back in the cabin and it's bloody December. I can't, I can't believe it. Well, we are going to go for a little scene setter. So the year is 96. Correct. Good. You can, you can just because that, I lingered. That, <laughs> that was a linger of uncertainty, right? Is there ever a linger of certainty? Um, so I'm going to throw to Jeff. You're back to me. I really should have just stayed with it, shouldn't I? Um, lingered on Jeff as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm winging it. <laughs> You're really all out of sorts on this return. But uh, yeah, let me just set that bloody scene with the year. It is 96. Um, fans of the pod will know that it was also the year of Independence Day. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. Uh, other major films of that year that we might even dive into at a later date. We've got Jerry Maguire. What do we think about that one? Eh. Average? Yeah, I think... I uh, never got into yeah. it. I'm very uh, American-like centric. I, don't, right. I couldn't yeah. really get half the sports references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Classic line though, but a bit just like weirdly classic. You had me at hello. Why was that so ubiquitous? The English Patient was the critical darling. Oh, very good, but very, very boring. Yeah, didn't watch that. And uh, let's chuck in a little bit of a satire left, left of field selection. Mars Attacks. 
Oh, Timmy Burton. My Which God, I think I'm, you like it. <laughs> okay, I'm writing that on the list for the podcast right now. Well, it is brilliant. While you're both looking at your phones, I'm yeah, going to tell you the top I'm song. Bored. Don't speak, no doubt, which I think stands up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, who can give me the time person of the year for '96? Bill good Gates. Question. Not Bill Gates. I will say it's a relatively unknown doctor who made a significant discovery uh, regarding clone, clone the sheep. No, regarding HIV, he developed a HIV treatment. Oh. I don't know, Mr. David Ho. Ho and about exactly. Mm. Um, so yeah, I didn't know who that was either. But congratulations to, to Dr. Ho, That's and great. congratulations to young little Greta Thunberg. Yeah, congratulations, who, who Greta. took that home today. That's, You're great. That's where we're recording this. Um, and that's 96. I mean, what a year in pop culture. And what a year for a big oily Austrian to take a bit of a thematic turn <laughs> into a kid's comedy Christmas caper. Well, you say that, Jeff, but it was actually his fourth lead in a comedy in a oh, comedy you didn't read film. in the wiki summary. Uh, I might have it in front of me. <laughs> was one of them twins? <laughs> and what were the other two? Other comedy roles? I'll give you a clue. He was pregnant in one of them. Ah, shit, what was that called? Uh, what was it called? Freak of Nature. Junior. Junior, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Junior. Oh, man. Arnold really picked up some concepts, didn't he? And the other one? Anyone? No. Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop. Oh, yeah. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. So this completes the series. Um, <laughs> it is... Jingle all the way. <laughs> it's Jingle all the way. Lovely. Jingle all the way. Um, the magnum opus of Arnold Schwarzenegger's career. Mm. And uh, Christmas yeah. films. And, and Christmas <laughs> films. And Christmas songs. And yeah. Christmas songs, of which there are many in this film. Why so, did he not release a drop a song? <laughs> Taking yeah. a leaf out of Will's book. Jingle all the way. (laughs) It's Christmas time. Okay. Suggestion for anyone listening to this podcast. Take a shot of eggnog every time someone does an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression because it's going to happen a lot. I'll tell you what. It won't be me, but we'll we'll be here in a few. Are you... You're not even tempted? I'll I'll give it a crack at some point. Okay. I I don't want to. I don't want to for my own sanity. Not right now. Okay. Not right now. Okay. Jeffrey. I mean, you rapped in the last one. <laughs> You're the most important person to me in my life, Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah, that's it's cool, like he's Arnold. right here. Get me the fucking doll. <laughs> Action figure. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, is it on the poster, he looks very frantic and that sets the tone oh, for mate, this. This is one frantic, frenzied movie. Fucking film. Oh, right my Christ- God. When's Christmas Eve ever been anything other than frantic? <laughs> it is yeah. stressful from start to finish, both the Eve and this movie. Act one. So set the scene. We've got workaholic mattress salesman. Howard, when are they not? Howard Langston. <laughs> married, married to the beds. He's from guys. Minneapolis. Despite his accent, <laughs> he's called born, Howard Langston, despite his accent. Never explained. <laughs> no, where are you from? <laughs> I just said Minneapolis. <laughs> nice try, Howard. <laughs> so he's a family man. He's got a wife, Liz, devoid of personality. He's got a about nine-year-old yeah, son. Tubby little son called Jamie, who looks like a future thug. Whoa, a future Star Wars character. He's oh, Anakin uh, in The Phantom Menace. That's right. Yeah. Little Anakin. 
Side note, he came out when he was a teenager and said that film ruined his life. And did he come out as well? He didn't come out, but he just yeah. came out the with film, the video. Yeah, t- <laughs> to be honest, I think everyone who was involved in The Phantom Menace, it ruined their lives in some capacity. Well, Liam Neeson did all right, didn't he? Oh, he did all right, but he was already a star. He wasn't, he just... Like, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks was like, I wish, oh, yeah. I wish I'd never done it. Fuck. Yeah, because everyone hated it so much. He came out too, Jar Jar. I mean, Big in the gay scene. Did he? Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like Tinky Winky. <laughs> so it's a classic situation of the dad is trying to reestablish a bond with his son because he keeps letting him down. He keeps showing up late to all these social events. And meanwhile, the wife, who once again has no personality. Boring is, Liz. Is She's bo- that's boring, a nag. Boring old Liz. Yeah. She's just there to nag. Chronic nagging. All the fun. Yeah. <laughs> she is being pursued by a next door neighbor who's introduced pretty quickly at the start. Anyone know who the actor is? Mr. Phil, Phil Hartman. What a treat yeah. that was. Just close your eyes and just listen to... Uh, exactly. You know, that's that's how I felt the whole time. I, his voice is just like... Oh, to me, it's like butter. Yeah, that pitch. Oh. Oh, it's nestled safely under our tree. I got a Turbo Man for Johnny months ago. It's nestled safely under our tree. Well, unfortunately for us, though, his character, the words tumbling out of his mouth mm-hmm. are a bit dickish. They're horrible. He, for some reason, his whole character arc is to have sex and hit on all the, like, poor relationships in the in the neighborhood. Right. And he's trying all, to get with the wives. Yeah, all the randy women. The yeah, randy he's, women, um, yeah. It seems like he's doing pretty well because that, that establishing shot it's, at the karate practice. Exactly. Yeah. Like all the other women are giving him like cookies, asking when he can come around right. their house to fix their so, whatever. Yeah. So we're jumping ahead a bit, but yeah, basically. Yeah. So all the women at the karate practice are giving him the eye. And they so the, the, come on, this karate yeah. practice is. Um, it's a horny place, that gym. It's a very sexual well, place. Very horny that, places. that high yeah. school gymnasio. Yeah, yeah. So it's Jamie, he's getting one of his belts. I think he's getting like his yellow belt. Purple. Oh, purple good memory um and he really wants his dad arnold schwarzenegger to be there but he gets tied up at work because he's on the phone trying to sell mattresses in the most wooden way (laughs) one could possibly imagine Uh, would that make you as a fellow american i can (laughs) i can highly recommend this mattress (laughs) now i got to suck your blood (laughs) 200 king size per next Friday. No problem whatsoever, but only for you, Mr. Jacobs, because you're our number one customer. So you just can't imagine him as a salesman. Like, this role was clearly not written with Arnold Schwarzenegger in mind. And then he wanted to do a family movie, leached upon this, and they were like, well, fuck it, yeah, he's a big name, isn't he? But he's just not right for the part because there are so many references to American things. Anyway, so they're at the karate practice. He's got tied up at work. Selling Ear- mattresses. Eerily, yeah. eerily reminiscent. Yeah. He, had, he had Hilton Hotels. <laughs> Inquire about a quote. <laughs> Who buys mattresses at the end of the year? What's going also, on? Also, this scene, have you, you guys have seen Liar Liar. It re- really reminded me of the, when the little boy has his birthday and Jim Carrey mm. doesn't show up because uh, he's getting okay. laid at work. It's like the exact, like, a real, play yeah. by play. It's a real it's like 90s trope about it's, children being damaged because yeah. their parents are always at work. And it's always, there's always a dickish stepdad in the mix and it's always a uh, father trying to win back his son's affections yeah, and his wife's affections yeah in this case like Phil Hartman is like the sleazy uh-huh. yes that exactly it was such a weird trope of yeah. the 90s wow like divorce was big in the 90s it was so big yeah. in the 90s so topical so he doesn't show up for the karate class 
He tries <laughs> well, he, to get Sorry, there. he shows up finally and, and like the place is empty and the cleaner is scruffy there. the janitor <laughs> yeah the scruffy Which, that's janitor. a real trope someone arriving somewhere so late the janitor's cleaning up at that point you would have given up you, you would have you would have gone all the like, way there it yeah. must have been like it's two hours, hours late yeah. <laughs> and he looks so disappointed like what were you expecting maybe in europe that's a thing you turn up two hours late and it's still gone <laughs> In Austria, that's perfectly exciting. Oh, in Austria, the trains run like clockwork. Come on. <laughs> if you're, if you're five minutes late, they don't let you in. Yeah. So um, Howard uh, Arnold goes into Jamie's room. He tries to make it up with him. Jamie's having none of it. There was part that I thought was too clever to be in this movie where Howard is trying to cheer Jamie up after he missed his karate practice. And so he like... Because he knows Jamie's obsessed with Turbo Man. That's like the the huge thing that his son's into is this guy Turbo Man. He puts on this Turbo Man mask and then starts like doing these moves and it mirrors the the Turbo Man poster that's behind him. So he's doing the same pose, which is foreshadowing Mm. for later in the movie. Very smart. I saw that and I was like, wow. That is that does not belong in this movie. Yeah, that's like that's face-off level of motif. <laughs> I was surprised too. Um, so just on Turbo Man, so Jamie, it's established from one of the opening shots. He's obsessed with this toy. He watches the show. The show is really poorly made. Mm. <laughs> it's like Star Trek circa. Well, I was going 69. for a Power Rangers. Yeah, it's like parody. a pa- like a camp Power yeah, Rangers. It's like parody. Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So Howard's thinking, how can I make it up to him? And Liz, just as they're getting ready, getting ready to go to bed and and not have sex because they don't have a relationship. She says, oh, you got the toy, right? And at that point, there's a mega zoom rapid zoom on on Howard's face. (laughs) And there's some like jarring strings as well. Yeah. (laughs) It's a toy. You got the doll, right? No, well, understandably, Arnold is a bit worried at this point because moments before, his son literally says, whoever doesn't get this toy is going to be a real loser. (laughs) Like, (laughs) fucking calm down. It's just a toy, brother. Exactly. Yeah, he needs it, doesn't he? He Mm -hmm. desires it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And lo and behold, it is December 24 and time is a ticking. Act two. So he goes to the mall as the as any American dad would Whoa, do. Not any old mall, the Mall of Bloody America. Mall of America. The Mall of America. Where else would you go for a toy? In Minnesota, despite the fact he's from Minneapolis. Are they two different places? <laughs> uh, so it's, Mini- is Minneapolis in here. Minnesota? It's I feel like the, Minneapolis is the city, and it's yeah. So it's they were filmed in the twin cities of Minneapolis and St. Louis, St. Paul. Oh. St. Louis is like way down <laughs> south. I'm so and sorry. And New Orleans. <laughs> the famed twin cities. The, the triplets of these. LA and NYC. <laughs> Anyone else think of a very famous 90s film that was shot partially in the Twin Cities? Uh, St. Louis and what was it? Minneapolis? Mi- Minneapolis and St. Paul. Is it Planes, Trains and Automobiles? Mm, no. Home Alone? 80s. No. Christmas? Think Cohen's. Oh. Fargo. Fargo. Yeah. Oh, that's in Minnesota, right? Oh, yeah, but they're, when they're driving with the wife they kidnapped, they go through the Twin Cities and mention it. Wow. Yeah. And straight to the Mall of America. Straight to the Mall of America. Why wouldn't you? So they head off to the mall. Well, he heads off to the Mall of America to try and find this toy. But the store is completely sold out. 
he looks around he's panicked but it's nowhere to be found and when he asks about if they have the the toy didn't like this gone gone (laughs) (laughs) i'm scared now they laugh in his face like extensively yes i'm trying to find a gentleman doll me too me too do you have any more in the back What? Yeah, and like I have a problem with this because the way Hollywood treats like menial workers mm. in like retail or restaurant or hospitality, like they always treat them as just like absolute like schmucks, idiots. Yeah, they yeah they never give them like a fair ride, which really insults me as someone that spent many years working in those roles. Mm. Where's where's the film that celebrates that guy? You think it demeans the role because yeah. in real life they just never. But would at the same that. time, yeah. he's a mattress salesman. Yeah, which is the American dream. I'm living. <laughs> My sexy Liz. Liz, this is the American dream. <laughs> You're my favorite wife. Uh, he's, he's the world's wealthiest mattress salesman. <laughs> I mean, he's the world's biggest mattress yeah, salesman, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> I love that they like continually insert jokes about how fit he is. Yeah. Like all the way through, and yet this movie. people think they can still fuck with him and fight him. Like, yeah. w- Sinbad, what are you doing, mate? Yeah. Get right. off him. Anyway, so we're getting ahead. So they laugh in his face. One of the leckies is Chris Parnell, comedian Chris Parnell. Huh. There are so many just random yeah, debuts from little, comedians yeah. in this movie, and it was really pleasurable to watch. So everyone is a dick in that store, and they laugh him out of the store. And this is when he meets. Myron Larrabee. Senor Sinbad. A postal worker with the same ambition. He wants to get this toy to make it up with his son. So there's a lot of um, vagrant dads just wandering Mm. around the city trying to get this toy. So they uh, kind of strike up this sort of weird bond. Friendship of convenience, isn't it? Myron is played by Sinbad. He goes into this long speech about... So it starts off, this film, it's kind of like a satire. And I think that's what they were doing with it. It's satire on materialism. Mm. And so he starts off with this huge speech about materialism and its flaws. That just disappears towards the the end of the movie. That that doesn't come back. So this store is completely sold out. So this leads Howard to um, check out somewhere else that's running a competition Mm -hmm. where they're like pulling out bingo balls and whoever has this specific ball will win a turbo man so they start rolling the balls and the ball pops out and there's a big scrap it's like oh, it's like trying to catch the bouquet at a wedding they, Australia boys they start to bloody get rowdy don't they, they they're tackling the balls left right and center tackling the balls America is weird dude like people beat each other up for what goods what you see on fucking Black Friday on those Black videos Friday. where like people are trampled to death yeah. they're like for turbo men but yes that's perfectly reasonable that's just how we do things after Thanksgiving if I was a kid I'd happily take Booster you know the, the oh. little sidekick oh, can, no we do- <laughs> can we just can go into that for nobody a likes you Booster <laughs> Best line. <laughs> I'd be happy with a booster if my dad got me a bloody Boost, booster. Yeah, if oh, if you're a dad, you would be such a loser, Jeff. <laughs> Everyone, oh, booster, that's cool. But um, let's move on. These these balls though, they're they're balling away. Arnie's Arnie's got one in sight, and of He's, course it goes old Sinbad. Well, Sinbad comes left of center. Sinbad bloody balls him over, doesn't Smatches he? Snatches it out of his oh, hand. Oh, sure, um, he does. He fucks him over. And a chase ensues. They're both front running for this ball. The ball's going bing bang bong all mm-hmm. over the bloody place, mm-hmm. and uh, it falls down three stories. Sinbad's mm-hmm. given up chase, and Arnie now 
sees that a, a little girl has the ball. Oh, and I love this chasing. <laughs> Just before we get into that, there was another debut that I wanted to point out, which mm. I don't know if you guys saw. Not the little girl. No. no I know mom. who it is. Oh my gosh. Miss little Lisa Simpson. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Yerald yeah, yeah, yeah. Smith was in this. She's the one who directs him towards the store where yes. they're doing this ball competition. Correct. Again, what a rare treat mm. to see her in a movie. She's, to see her in person. She's never in movies. And no. I, oh, again, close your eyes and listen to that voice. Oh God. My God. Yeah, two Simpsons um, voice two. actors. Two. Um, Godzilla has a few. So Godzilla yes, has God, Hank Azaria and got, it has Nancy Cartwright. And it has Nancy Cartwright, yeah. And uh, one of the main characters is... And it's um, uh, Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer yeah. is in it too. Yeah. 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 The Tress, that must be a bloody record. I love when that happens. Oh. That is that is so good. So anyway, so the, the ball gets picked up. The winning ball gets picked up by little girl it sort of falls into her lap as she's being pushed in a pram so howard in a not creepy way at all starts chasing this little girl around the mall determined to get the ball back he chases her into a crash a crash a ball pool a, and fi- yeah but he before the ball pool he like follows her down these tubes uh, okay yeah, yeah. He's, like he's, in the he's, yeah. Bloody, he's in the playpen he's, yeah. he's going for it in the fun factory yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and she will not be caught despite the fact that her arms are about a foot long mm. and he could rip it to pieces if he bloody wanted to well he tries because then they they fall into the ball pit Very romantically and he says little girl give me the ball give me the ball <laughs> i need toy <laughs> <laughs> I need toy so son love me give me ball <laughs> she looks like a little boy though hey? I thought it was a little yeah, boy yeah it was a little boy until he said girl, little girl <laughs> so he catches up with the girl in the ball pit and what should she do bloody put it put it in her mouth put it in her garber chuck that in greedy little shit <laughs> puts her right in her gob and he's like no and he like grabs grabs her mouth with massive hands yeah. <laughs> with his big he crushes her jaw yeah. and no wonder they're hitting him with the bloody he crushes bags. her head like a grape <laughs> now you must die little girl <laughs> yes i got my ball back so and then the mother comes over with all her uh, mother mates and they just start being the shit out with handbags with handbags <laughs> as mothers will do because we have no other weapons and we have no uh, strength you've got estrogen and handbags yes exactly. and you will use the both of them <laughs> yeah I don't know why I say we as if I'm a mother. So after that, Howard is passing by a Santa. He's a bit dejected, isn't he's, he? He's, he's, getting his, he's getting his breath back next he's... to the grotto. Yeah, <laughs> which is very fortuitous. Yeah. As the middle of the second act. Will I, I always get my breath back yeah. beside a grotto. Maybe just catch my breath at this grotto. <laughs> a grotto is a great place yeah. to rest. It really is a great uh, breath catcher. Yeah. yeah. So he gets chatting to a Santa. Well, the Santa sort of gets chatting to him. He looks at him with he some shifty eyes. He sees it's a dad in, de- in distress. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, buddy. He sort of does that. Hey, hey, buddy, hey, buddy come hey, over hey, here. Buddy. Hey, buddy, come here. Come here. You want a turbo man for Christmas? Forget it. I'm not going to sit in your lap. And again, um, immediate trope, like more Santas. Always like right. have a real dark side, don't they? Yeah. Always yes. a bit evil. evil. Yeah. Well, they only get work once every twelve months. Yeah, and I mean they're just seen as like washed up alkies, right. aren't they? For yeah, like yeah. ten, ten and a half months a year. So true. Yeah, which I think is very interesting. Home Alone, there's like a cynical yeah. Santa Claus. Bad Santa. Yes, yeah. bad Santa. Whole bloody movie. Whole bloody movie I feel about like it. in Elf. 
Ah, uh, yes, because yes. Will Ferrell gets angry that gets there's one angry. that smells like alcohol. Ooh, yes. Like yes. beef and cheese. Not happy at uh-huh. all. It's not a real Santa. So the Santa sort of cuts Howard this deal where he says, hey, I can get you this Turbo Man. It's going to cost you, you know, $200, but I can get it for you. So Howard goes with the Santa mm-hmm. to this factory where Everyone's thousands wearing. of Santas, but <laughs> yeah. like they're very strict about their dress code. Droves in this underground of Santas factory, yeah. are producing counterfeit toys and elves, and elves, yeah. but mostly Santas, inexplicably, yeah, all in costume. And this scene might be the most bizarre scene in a yeah. movie of bizarre scenes. This raises more questions than answers. It really I mean, does. What is this operation? I, I like Who a is song the and, A song and dance routine is going to break out. Well, there was well, a song. Well, it does. Um, was there a song? There's they a sing. song. They sing some, I don't know, fucking song. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, so what is, what is going on here? They're making counterfeit presents, but they're Tr- keeping up the charade of Santa Claus and the elf? Like, I don't know. What the fuck's going on? It's not explained. So, yeah, it's thousands of Santas producing counterfeit toys. So Santa, the, the original Santa, stri- strikes this deal <laughs> with Howard, gives him this Turbo Man, but when... He presses the button that like speaks to him in Spanish. Yeah, like, he's got that just so terrible man. <laughs> he's got that black market shit, uh-huh. which you can usually rely on to you know get you there. But this time, no, exactly, not up to par. He shakes the box and Turbo Man comes out and like splits into pieces, and uh, so he knows something's up. You know, that's the first indicator. So he accuses this guy of selling him a counterfeit toy. At which point. The Santa breaks into song, this like slow song that all the Santas sing along with him. Right. They got the spirit. And it goes on for about two minutes of of movie time. Yeah. It's dedicated to that. And then like a scuffle breaks out. So this was weird. Uh, yeah. It's almost like Howard accused him of being mm. a fake Santa and not having the real Christmas spirit. And that's that really got on the goat of all these Santas, right? Who clearly are the real deal. Well, I mean, mind. they come to work every day in Santa outfits. It's true. Have to do that, yeah. But it's, it's very true. <laughs> so they're all mental cases. <laughs> but I kind of felt like they just shoehorned in the fight scene because it's Arnie, and they had to have a yeah. fight scene, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and everyone wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Big Show from WWE. Mm. Yeah, I mean I that, that's what the people wanted in '96. Oh, that was Big Show. So that huge Santa that Arnie started to take yeah. on, wrestler. Wow. Big old big show. Damn. Well, thank you, Trent. Thank you, Trent, for that Friend one. of the podcast. Friend of the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, he beats up Big Show, does he? Uh, no, no. So a little... A little um, person. Uh, yeah, like a little person Santa, like jumps on his, um, like around his neck, just like strangling him. Yeah, Then Big Show right. goes to punch him, Arnie ducks, uh, and then he whacks the little person like oh, through the yeah. other side of the warehouse. And bonus point, if anyone knows who that little person is. It is Vern Troy? Yes. No. <laughs> Uncredited, baby. Uncredited. No way. Yeah. Vern Troyer. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah, great role. Mm. So You might have seen me in... <laughs> <laughs> My porn tape. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's yeah. got a porn tape. And Jingle yeah. All The Way. <laughs> Man, I have a and desire U- to watch UK that. Big Brother. <laughs> was he on UK Big Brother yeah, as well? Celebrity Big Brother. That's Good for right, him. he was, yeah. yeah. How'd he go? Um... Yeah, I think he did pretty well. I'd vote for him. The fight ensues then, but then thankfully, and well-timed for Arnie here, the bloody SWAT La comes policia. out of nowhere. <laughs> the policia is like, ah! There they are. Um, so yeah, shit. The police are, are splitting up this Christmassy racket. And, and Howard thinks on his feet. Doesn't he just? And he says, I'm an undercover cop. <laughs> <laughs> That's better. It's, the, it's in the vowels. you got to get the O. God, the o. I can't say it. <laughs> but, Thank um, God you're here. <laughs> hey! Hey, buddy, 
This must be the sloppiest bust I've ever seen in my entire career of the force. Detective Howard Lang, undercover. I have been working on this case for the last three years, and you guys come barging in here like a bunch of terrorists at a tea party. They buy it, though. They buy that he's an undercover cop. And, uh, yeah, he gets to walk off scot-free. Meanwhile, all the Santas off to the big house, off including big, house. big show. Chucked in the slammer. Yeah. yeah. Christmas Eve in the slammer. Is there nothing worse? <laughs> uh, well, there is something worse. Breaking down on the fucking bridge. Arnie's trying to go home and uh, his car gives way, doesn't it? Yeah, man. And he is, he's just at the end of his tether now. It's and a comedy he, of errors. And there's an inter- is this when the interesting subplot comes back with Phil Hartman and Liz? It definitely does. Would we call it interesting? I, well, I, I mean, think this is the most got, interesting part of the film. What, Phil Hartman trying to hit on the Yeah, kids. like it's slow it was, sexual it harassment. It was so inappropriate for a kid's film, like so what he was yeah. doing. So oh I, I kind of felt uh, Phil Hartman's character was like if Flanders was evil. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Like the whole that's time so trying good. to hit on Marge. Man, that's yeah. some good fan fiction. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, like a really dark Flanders. Like the master sometimes slips. Well, because more dies. Spy- yeah, yeah, and he's spying on Marge with like a peephole or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. That is good reading. No, so yeah, I believe Howard calls home just to check in. Yeah, I'm so good at a toy. And um, the, wait, this... Sh- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait, do that again. That was worse. Thank God someone did a worse one than me. <laughs> um, and who should bloody answer the phone while Lizzo's taking a shower? Lizzo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> she's getting him that getting juice. Getting him that juice. Um, Lizzo, big Lizzo, is, is having a shower. It's bloody. What's his name? Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman. Also known as Ned. Troy McClure. Also known as his uh, name in the film. Ted. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I was one letter off. Ted, Ted Flanders. Ted Flanders. Are you Ted Flanders? No, Ned. <laughs> My mistake. No, but he he's basically moved in. He's basically um, moved in on his patch. His kids, yeah. best friends with Howard's kid. Lizzo's taking a shower, concocting her new number one hit. He's eating the cookies. Uh, what isn't he doing? Anything but putting no. the bloody star on the he's, tree. He's making orgasmic noises as he's eating Lizzo's cookies. <laughs> oh, Howard. Oh. Your wife's cooking. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, these cookies. I got to get the recipe from Liz. Put that cookie down now. It's horrible. In one of my favorite lines of the movie, Put that cookie, cookie down. down. <laughs> <laughs> but it's at this it's at this point that it really rekindles his passion for the fucking Turbo Man. He realizes, fucking hell, there's this, a lot more on this on, on on at stake here. This is the only way. My marriage is on the line. The, the cookies are on the line. Yeah, <laughs> bro. It's all it's all falling apart if he can't it's, get this door. It's all falling Action apart. Figure. So what do we do? First of all, he speaks to Jamie on the phone. He wants to speak to his little boy. Dad, are you going to come to the parade? You promised, Dad, are you going to come? Didn't come last year. Are you going to come this year? No, Jamie, I don't care about Turbo Man. Enough. Enough of this Turbo Man, okay? I had it up to here with this Turbo Man. If there's anyone I don't want to have advice from right now, it's Turbo Man. Now, get your mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, at which point, Jamie gets really upset. Um, oh, God. Because he's betrayed his son. Mm. Once again. Once again, I he's let his son old down. Jamie, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I've got one of them more high-maintenance sons. <laughs> <laughs> Just always talks about Turbo Man. It's as if he's looking for a reliable father figure in his life, you know? So uh, after which, Howard's really depressed. So what do we do? We go to the bar. Who should be there but Myron? Myron. A.K.A. Sinbad the Sailor. And they share... 
some Christmas experiences mm-hmm. over alcohol. We've, we've discovered why uh, Myron is so messed up, mm. don't we? Because he really wanted a toy. Does anyone remember? He wanted the the, 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 the gun, which the had seven toy stars. with seven guns. Yeah, yeah. that's the name. <laughs> that was the official name. Very marketable. Yeah. So he wanted a toy that had seven, seven different guns. He explains what each of the guns were. That's another minute of screen time. That was just not funny. Not Who funny. was laughing along and slapping well, their knees he, when they um, saw that? So this is mostly improv. Yeah, but so it's, he sh- was just, it's shit improv. No, 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 I'm not saying it was good improv. <laughs> I'm saying, on the contrary, like Sinbad is bad at improv. Yeah. He, he probably thought this was gold as he was yeah, coming out right, of it. Right. Yeah, he, he really thought this was gold, yeah, you yeah, could yeah. tell. Um, so he reels off these guns and, and says In that... In hilarious fashion. And it was so funny. And then he says that um, his dad never got it for him. Mm. And now uh, look at him, he's a washed up postman. And now he's a washed up postman. <laughs> and maybe if he got that toy, like some other kids in his class, now he'd be a millionaire. Yeah. Because it all comes down to the toy, so you, to get the toy you get 20 years ago. Which is like a horrible message. Well, but I think that was more, um, he was just a deluded like loser looking for, looking for a reason to blame his own life choices on, isn't it? Mm. It's like, well, you know, you make your own choices in life and you can't blame one incident in your childhood for how you turn out in life. And he's exactly the sort of character that would do that. No, but this is the thing. Arnie slash Howard eats it up. Well, the American yeah. capitalist that he is. <laughs> it, it, it like flashes. The American he, pig. He starts to visualize his own son as a dirty postman. That's yeah. right, oh, yeah. Postman. God forbid his God, son would God. be in the postal service. Um, yeah. And also... Um, U.S. postal workers in films and TV are always portrayed as kind of like messed up weirdos. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Which is another good trope. And uh, one of the things I loved about um, Sinbad's character, he said uh, in one line, I studied psychology for a semester. I know what's going on. Which really reminded me of someone that did like psychology at like A level or at sixth form or has read a book. <laughs> and I'm now an expert in human psychology. I, I don't know what it is. I can just work people out, yeah. you know. I just I just right. really understand yeah. their body language. I thought he's a good parody of that. Well, I actually studied it for a year, so I actually know what's going on. <laughs> so I'm actually a clinical psychologist. I, I can actually read you like a book, Rudy. Your emotions are completely clear to me. There's one thing I know about kids. They want toys. <laughs> what? Okay. But lo and behold... To save the day and to save the scene, get the fuck off this film, Sinbad, uh, there is a competition with on offer one unit of pure Turbo Man. That's right. Be the first caller and you get that bloody toy. Exactly. Uh, what is the question? Oh, mate. Name ah. all of Santa's reindeers. And who can do that? Blitzen. Oh, da, 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 what, he runs when he's doing it. Yeah. Blitzen. Vixen. <laughs> Rudolph. I don't know. I would, I would have preferred... Dancer, uh, Prancer. I would have preferred a montage of him bench pressing while he's doing that. <laughs> Blitzer. <laughs> Rudolph. Myron, why aren't you spotting me? <laughs> I'm having a good time. Bye. <laughs> but luckily, uh, they they have a brawl basically to get onto the payphone. Mm-hmm. The Austrian Arnold gets through, but the bloody phone is ripped out the from under, gets under him. Ripped out. Uh, a scuffle ensues, and and the diner owner wants them out pronto, mm-hmm. and notes that boys, boys, boys. Two blocks down the street is said radio station. Mm-hmm. So here they go, foot chase ensues. Ciao. So um, in this part, again, a reference to uh, Howard's fitness 
he just outpaces Sinbad like <laughs> no problem yeah and he just like runs straight into the radio station Sinbad's left way behind way behind what does he do he goes into the radio station he says I know the answer and um the host gets a bit perturbed because this man has broken into a station and then Sinbad comes in and all chaos bloody breaks loose doesn't it well, he's got a bomb hasn't he he's got well, a bomb he? he's got a bomb so he has a box which he claims is a bomb. So this really raises the stakes. Mm. <laughs> this has gone from like a carefree jaunt to get a toy to now people could die. Into mm. a terrorist To threat. a terrorist incident. Yeah. Like terrorists at a tea party. That was one of the lines in the movie. Ah, okay. <laughs> that went straight <laughs> over my I didn't turbo just, head. I didn't just make that up. So he threatens the radio host, but then the radio host tells them, well, prize is actually to win a Turbo Man eventually. So you get it in like a few in, weeks in after Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Get the arm one week. <laughs> oh, I'm on the installment plan. <laughs> I'm a loser postman. <laughs> um, so whilst this is all happening, the police have been called. So they have to GTFO and um, they basically get away by telling the police that they they have a bomb. The head police officer is like, wait a minute. I studied psychology for a term. I know <laughs> I know what's going I, on I here. Can, I can defuse a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. that would <laughs> um, and it blows up in his face. Like in, Quite, literally. It, literally in But in, in slapstick in, manner. In slapstick fashion yeah. because the entire building explodes yeah. and then it then shows it the scene yeah. and then it shows the, the police officers and they're just like a bit singed yeah. I really hated this it ruined the like reality of the film oh yeah because before then <laughs> like, no it was just so slapstick and you hadn't seen that previously like to a fact where well, yeah. you see an explosion that from the outside of a building destroys the floor <laughs> yeah but you got to remember it's a kid's film and like ah, that I cut know, shot as a kid is very funny you're right. You're yeah, right. anything where someone's hair is still yeah. partly yeah, 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 yeah. on fire after an explosion. Howard returns home to find Ted putting the star <laughs> on his tree. That's my job. That's my. <laughs> so, and I love that um, Liz walks in. She's like, "What are you doing?" Howard always puts the star on the tree. He's adamant about it, <laughs> like as if that's caused arguments in the past. <laughs> I love that detail. <laughs> um, <laughs> adamant <laughs> so at this point he's he's figuring out okay how can i get turbo man and how can i get back at ted and how can i like tie up all these loose ends how and can i tie up the film <laughs> <laughs> how can i just just fucking hand it <laughs> so he gets a little snippet of ted recurring to him where ted's saying I got my Turbo Man weeks ago. It's nestled safely under, under our tree. Under the tree. <laughs> under our tree. <laughs> under our tree. And is in my house, putting up my star on my tree. I got a Turbo Man for Johnny months ago. It's nestled safely under our tree. Nestled safely under our tree. Safely under our tree. So, okay, I should go break into my neighbor's house and steal the Turbo Man that was meant for his 10-year-old child. That's a great idea. So he breaks in in the most haphazard fashion. Well, he's a big guy and he's a big he's clumsy a big guy. He's a big guy. Yeah. So anytime he turns around, he knocks something over. He accidentally sets the house on fire 
as you do. But sort of as he's walking out with the doll, he gets a crisis of conscious. Con- conscience. Gets a, gets a crisis of conscience. It was like a crisis of consciousness. <laughs> no. I'm alive. This is yeah. too much. Oh my God. <laughs> he just becomes a vegetable. So he uh, has a crisis of conscience and um, decides to go back to the tree with the present. But yeah, accidentally sets the house on fire, shoots the TV out the window. I don't know how this happens. It just does. Well, the, the bloody reindeer charges through oh, the front. Well, the reindeer right. makes, a, makes a callback, makes a which callback. you knew would happen. Thank yes. God. Yeah. So we should mention... It's it's completely inconsequential to the plot, but Ted buys a reindeer at some point, and at this point it comes back. They're such placid animals. <laughs> Are they? Was that your Phil Hartman? That was my Phil, yeah, I'm okay. going to stop. Fair enough. That was my Arnold Schwarzenegger. They catch him in the act, and I really thought, you know, at this point, because Liz comes in, she's like, it looks like you're stealing the presents from under the tree, and she's right. I really thought at this point there's no going back for him. No, irredeemable. But he's ruined Christmas. Somehow he manages it, and we're about to go into that now. Uh, just before a classic Phil Hartman line, which is, "Oh yes, you can bench press your way out of this <laughs> one, <God>. Howard." <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I love that line. Good. That's good. Act three. Act three. So it's parade time. So they go off to this parade. The two young boys below the age of 10 are saying, Mom, Dad, can we please go and watch the parade by ourselves? We'll just be right over there. And they're like, okay, I suppose that's fine. We are in Minneapolis. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing ever happens in Minneapolis. So they let the kids go. At this point, Ted has, you know... He's had enough of all this sexual tension building up and he decides to make a pass at Liz in what is an extremely uncomfortable scene. Won't go too much into it, but yeah, he basically comes on to her like really, really aggressively. and then, Enough talking. Yeah, yeah, and then she slaps him away with some eggnog. He gets nog on his face. He gets nog all nog over his face. face. Yeah. God, I wish I could nog him. <laughs> Wait, is that slang that for snogging? Do you ever get that feeling when you see someone you're like, I wish I could nog oh, I that. wish I'd give them a good nog. <laughs> God, I'd nog the hell out of him. So, um, remembering his promise that he's going to meet Jamie at the parade, he can't miss out on that. Howard goes, he runs into this police officer and the police the police officer who got blown up previously who chases him into a storage room yeah when he uh, comes into the storage room they're like finally the guy's here and they start dr- like people start dressing him up in this costume yep. he's like wait, Which fits. wait what fits are you doing this like is all wrong so it fits him perfectly and um, luckily it's a 56 inch waist <laughs> 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 oh, that's my exact way size. <laughs> and um, he shoots through onto a float in the parade. Would you believe that? <laughs> Would you believe? How I the mean, fuck did how, that happen? I mean, it's the magic yeah, of Christmas. It's the perfect resolution to the third <laughs> act. Yeah. Oh, this is the perfect resolution <laughs> that I needed. And then luckily uh, we've got Booster on side. And Booster to, to, to give some context. Wave, you idiot! Wave, you idiot! Wave! <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you make a great booster. People tell me that. But nobody likes booster. Nobody likes nobody booster. Nobody likes booster. So um, he's dressed up as Turbo Man and he appears on this float, which is super convenient. 
Then Booster's like, hey, it's the part we were talking about. The part where you have to present the prize of the competition, which is a Turbo Man doll, to a kid of your choice. <laughs> Thanks for the exposition, yeah. Booster. I thought, I thought he would like consider it for ages. Okay, what child is most deserving? <laughs> this uh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> My son wanted one of these. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie <laughs> well, look, what would it be nice if they would have put in the um, like the Daniel plan like montage going for his head I get to yeah. choose Turbo Man I get to choose Turbo Man I get to choose Turbo Man <laughs> so he sees uh, Jamie in the crowd and he, point- and he remembers that it's his son yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right well, that's my, my son <laughs> and he remembers and they're like Turbo Man is pointing to a small boy, uh, but there it's it's ambiguous as to who the small boy is until he says, "Jamie." Jamie. He knows my name. And then he presents Jamie with this uh, with this toy. But then they couldn't just let the film end, could they? They couldn't just let no, the film end there. Not, no. when, not when you're paying Sinbad the big bucks. <laughs> not when you got Sinbad on retainer. People, people are demanding yeah. Sinbad to Well, we did pay a retainer. <laughs> Let's get our full yeah. Sinbad requirements. So Sinbad <laughs> shows up. He's the villain of the piece. He shows up and he's the arch nemesis, whoever the hell that is. Uh, Dementor. And this long chase scene ensues. Torture, and man. I yeah. wrote on my notes, movie falls off a cliff. <laughs> And I think that is appropriate to say. So at one point, Jamie gets like captured by Dementor and then Jamie almost falls to his death Mm -hmm. and it's all very dramatic. And then the Turbo Man costume has all these different powers. So it can like, it has this boomerang that can hit people. And and then they're like- Those stars that fly over them like the wrist. That's right. And then they're like, fly Turbo Man. (laughs) The narrator, the commentators of the parade are also very helpful oh, maybe Turbo Man's going to use his special flying boosters to save that young boy. Like, oh, yes, my turbo boosters. (laughs) So after the long chase, Myron finally gets the toy, but then the police show up, thank God. Finally. Finally. Well, they they have. They They busted busted the the counterfeit Santas. Yeah, Yeah, so they're just back from that. Give them a break. So Howard finally saves the day. Then Howard reveals to his family that he is Turbo Man and apologizes for his shortcomings. And they're like, oh, that's okay, honey. You just went temporarily crazy. You look great in that suit, though. (laughs) Oh, let's get you home. That's my husband. (laughs) Okay. That's my husband. That's my husband. (laughs) So the police are taking Myron away. So that's going to be a nice Christmas for his family. As they do, as they return the toy to Jamie, Jamie's like, no, I don't need the toy. He can have it. I got the real Turbo Man at home. <laughs> oh, that sounds suggestive. Yeah, 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 but I thought it did sound suggestive <laughs> when he said it. I got the real Turbo Man in my bedroom. But it just doesn't make sense. It's the toy he's wanted the whole film. And this guy almost killed him. Yeah, that guy right. does like, not deserve the toy. Like yeah. Rudy said it at the time, Myron's a cunt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's horrible. Yeah. He is. He, he, he had no redeeming qualities throughout. That's Myron. true. Yeah. And he also has a wife and a child and he's going to be in jail for Christmas. So... That's Myron. So that's Christmas. That's Jingle All The Way. We get one more scene 
showing that the marriage is repaired, showing that Ted is no longer in the picture. They're decorating the tree. He's putting the star on top of the tree. It's his job. He fought his way to get that star. Yeah, and now he has put it. Put it on. And just as he's putting it on top, Liz is giving it all that. Oh, Howard, you really cared about that Turbo Man doll. Kind of makes you wonder what you got for me for Christmas. And then there's that, there's that zoom. <laughs> and, and, the, way too. and those frantic strings. And where is the sequel? It was never made because... Incorrect. <gasps> there was a direct-to-DVD sequel. No. Jingle All The Way, DOS. Starring Larry the Cable Guy. Was it about what he got for his wife? No, it was It was say. Larry the Cable Guy and just a girl. Uh, like a girl I think it was yeah. just number two. I hope he caught her an ironing board cover. Who thought that would need a sequel though? Like why would they even set it up for a sequel? Well, like, it was like, this it is was such a, a strong yeah. concept yeah. and story that we need to fill in the gaps. Yeah. It's like, what gaps? I want a it's prequel. Him. Oh my God, yeah. I want to know what happened when he built that clubhouse for Jamie. <laughs> so that's that. Oh God. Jingle all the way, done. Yeah, jingle all the way. It didn't really put me in a Christmas spirit at all. Like, it didn't seem like a Christmas movie to me. Mm. I don't know. Okay, it put me in the Christmas spirit. Did it? Yeah, I don't know why. It was the nog to the face. Uh, Maybe it was the nog to the face. Maybe it was the sexual harassment. Mm. Maybe it was um, Sinbad. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it put me in a Christmas spirit. I think I just really like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I like. Oh yeah, he's like he's difficult not to like, he's isn't he? He's so bloody yeah. likable that even his bad movies, I'm like, bless him for trying. Yeah, yeah I don't it's blame like, him for this. Every yeah. time I see Arnie, it's like, well, he's trying his best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But not, he, he encapsulates that feeling of life. But not only <laughs> trying his best, yeah. his best he succeeds yeah, most yeah. of the time. Like he he pretty much has excelled in all fields mm, that he's tried. Politics. Yeah. All fields. Fathering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Boris Johnson Noggin How many kids he has Noggin um, Noggin Robin He's going to have a hell of a biopic one day isn't he A Schwarzenegger mm. Yeah man He's a he's a good guy He's the poster boy for the American dream He is the, he is the American Literally. dream yeah. He is the Austrian American dream <laughs> But uh, this was just not good Like come on he, His performance as well not Yeah good. but like his, like his performance is so bad You love it though isn't it That's the part ah, of the appeal I suppose like, I mean it so is wooden. funny Just putting him in that context Yeah this big, because he's out of context that's, that's the joke yeah. That's yeah. the joke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just a quick fact Do you know who they were thinking of casting Instead of Arnie? As Howard. Oh. Classic Ooh. 90s dad. Oh. No, uh, classic 90s American dad. Oh, my God. Steve Martin. Mm, oh, that's close. No, but but this guy's connected because he was almost going to be cast in Steve Martin's role in Planes, Trains. Oh. Double trivia. Shit. Oh, my I God. Don't know. Tim Allen. <gasps> ah. Right. Just while we're on the subject of Christmas and of Tim Allen. The Santa Claus. The, can we talk about the Santa Claus for just... For just one minute. Open that one Or for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> for 50 minutes. I don't think it deserves a whole podcast, but just for one minute. You can, like it, you can, loathe it. Can we acknowledge that The Santa Claus was a great Christmas movie and no one ever mm. talks about The Santa Claus? I think I need to re-watch it. Oh, it's so good. The, the Santa Claus is a good satire, actually, of like 90s corporatism, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Way stronger than this film as a satire. I think it's a great movie and no one I, ever I, mentions I, I it. No one gives I might, watch, I might watch it this year, actually. Oh, Rudy, I'm right there with you. But in terms of this film, Turkey for me. 
a Christmas turkey. I mean, it is, it is a stuffed turkey. <laughs> it yeah. is a overstuffed Austrian turkey. Um, I can't believe he got $20 million for this movie. Wow. Arnold alone, I taking see- it to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> it's just padded out. So many chase scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, well, there's like, yeah. there's like five scenes where he nearly gets the toy but doesn't. Right. But each one should build the jeopardy, but each one the jeopardy just sort of dissipates. Oh. Right, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, he didn't get it again. Uh. All right. How many um, cookies would we give it out of well, Liz's oven? <laughs> just one more bit of trivia. Oh. Oh. I don't mind if I do. Um, Sneak that in. Do you know <laughs> who, instead of Sinbad, their first choice was? Joe Pesci. Yes. <laughs> Dude, he would have been so good. Well, I think it's because it was coming off of Hot Off the Hills of Home Alone. Uh, and it was written by Chris Columbus. Yeah, so they right. were like... Already had a working relationship. That's Joe, imagine Pesci. Jingle All the Way with Joe Pesci and Tim Allen. Well, um, for me, I'm going to give it... I'm honestly going to give it one Christmas cookie out of five. Mm. Two out of ten. If you will. <laughs> okay, you're not going to follow If up. you will. <laughs> okay. um, I'll give Rudy? it... Um, no, how many noggins to the face? How many... How many nogs to the face? How many... Uh, yeah, how many violent nogs? <laughs> out of five? Out of five. five right, five nogs. Um, I've got five nogs to play with. I would probably give it, yeah, probably like all. No, because it's got, okay, if this, if the film was scene for scene exactly the same, but it just had like a nobody actor playing the dad, it would be a one nog for sure. Mm-hmm. But like Arnie can pick up any film, I think, to a minimum two nog. Yeah, but you're laughing it's at Arnie. Arnie. You'd give it's this Arnie. two nogs? No, it's because not the, it's the like, quality of film. Yeah, I'll give it a two nog because I love, oh it, it embiggens the spirit <laughs> to watch a man trying his best. For an hour and a half. He's it? not trying his best though. He's clearly he phoning it in. No, he's trying. He's phoning no, no, it in for Arnie, the $20 no, million pay. Arnie, like, it, it, to, to anyone else, it would look like they're phoning it in, but to Arnie, that's him trying his best. <laughs> that's true. So really, Arnie can do no wrong yeah. to you. <laughs> um, I would also, I think I would give this two nogs um, because of the Arnie factor, as you mentioned, Rudy. And also, something we didn't mention, the, the prevalence of great Christmas classics in this oh the soundtrack the soundtrack okay. is banging yeah. okay. yep. um including that that song ah uh, yeah is that a home also alone in home song? alone yeah right ah, the frantic, okay like, house, yeah house it's always that's a great frantic track it's always yeah. in a frantic christmas movie yes. and they put that in here great song choice um very below average movie but you know two nogs it's not bad it's not great. You could you could get a bit it's tipsy on two nogs. <laughs> well, having said that, let's get a bit tipsy now and end this bloody thing. God, can hey? we? Well, good to be back. Sat great at the table, chatting shit and chatting Arnie. Uh, Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, have a good Merry one. Merry Christmas from the closet. Shopping hell, anything to quell my son's obsession with Turbo Man. I'm an American dad making friends with Sinbad while my wife's seduced by Phil Hartman. Hey, I'll spread Christmas cheer, give a reindeer a beer, steal some presents from under the tree. I'm mentally ill like everyone else in this film, but who'd suspect a regular, normal, run-of-the-mill, not distinctive at all, average Joe American dad like me? Merry Christmas to all our listeners with love from Roisin, Jeff and Rudy. See you in 2020.